0: What's up, world?
1: Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They they Insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game, bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically,
2: it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible.
1: Uh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it.
2: Uh, uh, angry Nick mad.
0: Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh
2: and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Haza Harari. Kaz Harai. Harai. They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one, and saying, I'm gonna pass.
0: Chris, oh, yeah, so yes, I, I do. do. It's me, precisely. No, no, no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No, no, no. Yeah, you guys just don't do it. Oh, thank you. I try.
1: I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point.
2: Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes.
3: will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story.
4: That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my... God, I want to bang my head into a wall.
3: Is the, is the podcast, is the podcast? Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You are listening to the Game Source Podcast.
1: I'm
0: with hey. my hands. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so much for the start of that. <laughs> Hey, this is uh, Aaron OSU Waterpolo here with your game source along with Sam. Daryl's not here, what do we Corey. do?
3: It's already ruined.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know, oh. Daryl's not here. First thing, oh. Corey throws his hands That's in the air, here. like right as it starts. He's like, we're done.
0: It's a gift, it's a gift.
4: Yes, yes. Um, but I'm here with Sam, Sam, and uh, Corey, and you guys can introduce yourselves.
1: Well, I'm Sam. Oh,
4: and I'm Corey.
1: <laughs> and I'm other Sam This is a train wreck already Let's just Just quit while we're already so far behind
4: Hey we can start over But it's more fun to truck through and Oh it god
3: cool. Gerald's probably watching like oh, This is what they do without me He'll take
4: over when he feels like it Um but yeah, this is uh, game source podcast 117. I really hope because the last one I've seen is 16. so
3: that'd be embarrassing.
4: If it's not 17, I'm screwed because that's what all the uh, marketing says. But um, yeah, I really should have thought this through. You've never seen my interviews. You know this is how they go.
3: Gerald would have been prepared. I am prepared. I
4: have his little script over here. The script then... Gerald wrote. We can't do anything del- else without Gerald. We <laughs> do everything except for the script. We're gonna but, talk
3: uh, about like like breakfast food for an hour.
4: I Ooh, love peanut butter crunch bacon. That sounds good too. Bacon. Dude, i crunch pe- oh, okay. not just breakfast food. It's every
1: meal food.
0: It's, yep. a, it's a It's in not only in every meal food, but it's in every in between meal food as well.
3: Corey, do you just have a still like a, like you just sew pieces of bacon together, and it's like like a fruit by the foot of just bacon?
0: It doesn't last long enough for me to sew it. <laughs> it's, as soon as it comes out, I was like, "Mmm, bacon in my belly."
3: Just get you like like a Chuck E. Cheese like ticket dispenser of bacon.
0: Yes. You would be my favorite person, Sam, if you did I'm that.
3: I'm already your favorite person. What are you talking about?
0: This is true.
3: Okay, so... Aaron, take take
0: the
4: lead. No, but Bacon hey, is so my favorite.
0: You but need to control us.
4: No, it's more fun to talk about Bacon. Um, I don't know if you guys have had much hands-on time with the uh, 3DS, but, the new 3DS, but other than the horrible naming scheme, which we have harped on to death, what are yep. your all's impressions of uh, the new system?
3: Uh, well, my boyfriend won't let me buy one so I'm I don't, I am not allowed to contribute to this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I personally I love the idea of having a Z-stick.
3: Yeah, that's
0: perfect. Having, having that second stick, I've always, I, as soon as the 3DS first came out, I've been wanting a second stick having to have, like, peripherals. And stuff
3: Does your there. thumb, like, kind of automatically try to, like, go for the C-Stick and then you're like, oh, it's not here?
0: Yeah, like, all the time, like, like when uh when the Zelda game came out, the Ocarina of Time, it was mm-hmm. like, let me just move around the the, the camera, and I can't move around well, the camera.
3: original Ocarina of Time didn't have a C-Stick either, so... I know. It wasn't as painful of a transition.
0: It was. It was. You know, I was wanting a 3D game, but I can't control a camera in a 3D game. It just made yep. no sense. Yep. Other Sam.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to work that naming convention out.
4: <laughs> I think it's Valkyrie and King Valkyrie Sam.
1: Valkyrie and King and backup Sam too. I want Reserve Sam. Um, honestly, they're just like changes, like the buttons are different colors. I don't have one personally. I, I do like the idea of like you can change the faceplate, I think. Um, to make it more personal. Not America! Yeah, if America well, ever gets one. Well, yeah, well with Nintendo's the like thing going on. But, um, also the 3D is much better from what I hear. Yeah, like.
3: doesn't it, isn't it better about if you move it, it doesn't completely destroy you? Yeah, your it, it actually
1: it actually tracks your eyes. No, so I think that's. I don't like
3: it. that. I don't like a machine that can do that.
4: No, it tracks your face, and so well, if you tilt the system back and forth, it no longer goes in and out of focus. It'll actually shift the 3D so that you can now see it from the angle you're at. So, you well, know, if you're well, playing it, Smash and you're, you know, just going at the buttons, you no longer see 3D. So a lot of people just turn it off. But now, in, in games, you know, if you Move it, you know. It's 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 still gonna seem 3D to you, but I still don't use it for anything but cutscenes because it just why waste the battery?
1: Mm. Um, I mean. Well, what I was saying, the reason why I said it's eyes is that they call it that face tracking, but it's actually monitoring your eyes. That's how they get it. Oh, is that what is that what it? Yeah, it's reference point. That's, That's its right. reference point, kind of like with the Kinect. If I'm, I believe I'm correct with this as a Kinect, is that it kind of looks at your um, skeletal system, so that's why it mm-hmm. uh, can track your joints and stuff. But minor. Um, yeah, I still don't think it's worth to get if you have already a 3DS.
4: Yeah, unless My you're getting Xenoblade Blade Chronicles. Oh, you kind of have to. And I'm a fanboy, so of that series, so I had to get one. And if I'm going to get one at launch, which I did, I'm going to get the Zelda system because it's the exact same price and does the exact same thing. Oh, good luck
3: finding it. Oh, I got one. You got one? Are you serious? Did you get it, like, the second it was announced?
4: No. I waited at uh, Target the morning of.
3: Oh, okay. I didn't do that.
4: Yeah, see, I knew... I I worked there, so I knew how many we had.
3: Oh, well, that insider...
4: I told everybody how many we had and when I was going to be there and no one freaking believed me so I was there when I said I was going to be there and I was first in line because I wanted one. So, yeah. That was a very long day because my shift started at 8.15 and the store opened at 8 so that was a very very long day but it was worth it to me because if I'm going to get one I might as well get the Zelda one for the exact same cost, you know?
3: Yeah.
4: So it was like, yeah, I'm... It doesn't I'm
3: come with the go. game, though, right?
4: No, it didn't. That it just came silly. with the, the, the pretty faceplate that isn't removable because America doesn't have the normal one. We only had the XL with non-removable faceplates, which is stupid, but whatever. Or, or, or. Yes, thank you, Reggie and NOA for that interesting decision. But, um, yeah, that's enough about that. Um, what did you guys think of The Order 1886 and all of the lack of being completely amazing the way that Sony needed it to be?
3: Well, I didn't okay. play it, but I read Sam's review, so that was just as good.
4: <laughs> and that's what a review should be, is make you feel like you were there playing the game with them. Yeah. I don't know. But, why I
3: don't just come to your house and watch you really play. Really? <laughs> like what I did this
1: weekend. Um.
4: Yeah. So Sam, you were the one who actually reviewed it. What did um for those who didn't read your review, what did you think of it?
1: Okay. So everyone knows the graphics are just mind blowing. Like just damn, just, damn those graphics. Um yeah, you know what? They they nailed that. Good job, ready at dawn. You you got that covered. Like go make a movie. Um story. I actually really like the story so far. It it's kind of like The Assassin's Creed and where it, you know, it, mostly historically accurate but with twists, you know, like werewolves. Um What
3: do you mean twist?
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, vampires that don't sparkle um, Oh, well, that's just not
3: true. We all know vampires sparkle, come on Haven't oh, you read the biography? I mean, uh, it's literally the like...
1: game is like, Edward or Jacob? Um, no, no okay, I The best the
3: best subplot. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- it would be funny if there was like this teenage girl in love with a
1: werewolf and they just like, killed her You're like, the oh. chicken in the game, so maybe. See how this goes. I haven't finished it yet um, I heard it was actually pretty short, so I've been kind of like pacing myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, story story really good, and the fact is, is like they can make another game out of it. Like I really enjoyed enjoy it so far. I like the character development. The, I think the characters have some depth, um, not extreme, but um, game it's not a book. So um, gameplay is what kind of made me unhappy a little inside. Um, so many QuickTime events. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with QuickTime events. It's just there was this one point in which I just felt like I hit rock bottom because it was a boss. I thought it was going to be a boss fight, and it turned into a QuickTime event. And mm. I'm like, well... Glad I was there for that. I mean, I, I mentioned this in my review, but it just feels like I brought the controller to a movie theater and just pushed buttons when I felt like it. I mean, some. it is an FPS. You do have some shooters. Uh, shooting scenes. Kind of feels like they're holding my hand. Um, that's the worst, though. Like, in a game like that, like that's the last thing you want. Yeah, and what's, what's weird is, like, it, it it's kind of it's kind of um, a like uh, little well, I can't I can't think of the word but there's like you know you when you explore games you look for clues or like sometimes the games will like kind of highlight something and you go over to check it out mm-hmm. and part of me is just like when you go over they they kind of look like clues sometimes he mentions something sometimes he doesn't. And I kind of get the idea of, like, realistically, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't know exactly what to look for. I'd probably rummage around stuff if you know, of course, if I wasn't being shot at. But part of me kind of feels like they purposely put it there, and it was just like, ha, I got you. Wasted your time. I mean, like, there's an achievement if you, like, look at all the newspapers, but sometimes I'll, like, I get a photo of, like, a... Like a chef and the conductor, like smiling. I'm like, great. I needed to see that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it
4: almost seems like they put it in and didn't finish what they were doing with it. That point.
3: Yeah, it got um, it. was initially supposed to be released last
1: year, right? And it was delayed, delay or is this October, November-ish? It was supposed to be, well, at least the. At least when I went to PAX and saw, that's when they said they were going to release Because yes. I was yeah. pretty sure it got delayed,
3: so I guess it's it been was... delayed, oh, it a, got delayed times, a lot. But yeah. Yeah.
4: No, it's been delayed a lot. But it, it just, you know, a lot of people's complaint is it feels incomplete. The gameplay is very lackluster. You know, it, it, the story was decent for a game. Graphics obviously beautiful, but it's like they completely forgot about the the gameplay. And then there are elements in the game that just feel rushed and unfinished beyond just the yeah, game. Yeah, like
1: right. like the, the clues for me are the ones that I'm like, why the hell did I need to look at this? So hidden egg, one of them has a Zelda on the back of it, and she's a prostitute. But Um, I... send me that picture.
2: <laughs> um
3: like you sent yeah. me the picture, and I didn't exactly know what you meant, and I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Groot's in there too, <laughs> kinda the look-like group. Um, yeah, it just, it just like, if you, if you look at the back of the game, there's, like, one quote from Entertainment Weekly. Oh, Great
3: like, nice. graphics.
4: I'm like, it's
1: oh, true. But, this yeah, is a
3: game.
4: But if you have to rely on your taglines being great graphics, probably means everything else is uh, lacking in some major way. Because graphics should be the least important thing to a game, you know, they have to be decent, but if you, uh, I'd rather play an amazing game that looked like a PS1 or 2 game, than, you know,
1: the next Avatar
4: movie with E.T. gameplay, you know, I mean, it's...
1: No, I completely agree with you on that, and that's why when I sat down and and I turned the case over, and I'm like, there's one quote, I'm like, oh, crap, (laughs) um...
3: I was excited yeah. for this. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to get me a PS4 so I can play The Order, and now I am not.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like I not think the story is decent, but I'm going to give them credit for it. Like, I think I think it's, like, above average. I'm not going to say like, oh my god, like, I, I need this in my life story, but... Well, know. I don't think
4: there's been anything this, gen that is amazing yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. There's nothing I different. mean, Smash
4: and Mario Kart are great, but they're not, like amazing the way that games in the last couple generations were. There, there's been nothing this gen that screams everyone needs to go out and buy this system to play this game. If it's the only game you ever play on this system there, I would there's say been that's, that's nothing. That's
3: Smash for Wii, for sure. Like that. I. That's the only game I would feel comfortable making that recommendation for. Yeah. Corey, say but, something.
4: Hello.
0: I, I thought it was going to say was, like,
3: something. Yeah.
0: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and and all honestly, you guys are talking about Nintendo and PlayStation and most of you know that I do Xbox, so I'm waiting yep. for the next one to actually, you know, make my splash.
4: Alright, let's let's <laughs> so, go. Let <so> my voice <laughs> be no. To, to make Corey happy, we will go to two things away instead of the next one. No. Uh, we uh. will go to Evolve and it's wonderful DLC setup and what you guys feel about them stabbing us in our pocketbooks?
0: And honestly, I was actually just looking at the DLC for it. It actually looks really nice. Like, they're including free maps for the entire, like, support of the game. The only thing that's being paid for is additional characters uh, and monsters, and that's really it. Like, they're... From the from the looks of it, they're... they're the season pass includes the... Four, the four hunters, one for each class, and then the uh, the new monster, which is Behemoth, and he looks awesome. But that game didn't make me happy. That didn't make me happy at all. Maybe sad, actually.
3: Why is that?
0: I felt that it would be more. Like it makes me sad because like it has it has their storyline to it. It's not really a story. It's just like five things that you play and they're all just have like little random stuff added to it. And uh, and that's it. That's all it is. It's all just a strictly multiplayer game.
3: Man, this has been a bummer of a podcast. All the games I was super excited for are just letting me down. I don't even need to play them.
4: That's how this whole gen feels, though. Not yeah, I mean, has there been anything, really and truly, you know, that everybody t- had to go I like Titanfall
3: it? a lot. I did like I did. Titanfall. So. But a lot
4: I of people like didn't. There's been nothing that was like, across the board, you need to go borrow your friend's system and play this. You need yeah. to go I, over to their I house personally, and
0: play. I personally loved Dragon Age Dragon Age yes, was. but that was
4: still yeah. last gen and PC you know that's
0: not it's, next it was, gen that was Titanfall if you want to talk about Titanfall but sure. it, and and a lot of the next gen games when they all, all these games are being made for the next gen and then they're being ported back to the old gen just so people with the old generation can be like oh hey I want to play a game too and they're like okay here you go but it's yeah. a dumbed down version of the game itself. But in in all honesty, that that game does take a part of a lot of the next gen, uh, hardware that's that's mm. given to us. So I personally really really enjoyed
3: mm. Dragon Age. Like Destiny, I was really excited for Destiny. Same kind yeah. of deal. But I just I played it. and I was like, you know, it's fun. But I wasn't. It wasn't just show stopping for me. I, yeah, I yeah, still I play
0: it. I still play it every Tuesday just for the raid.
1: That's it. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while. I just kind of put it to the side. I don't even know what level I got to. But I was like, yeah, this is fun, like, you know. But then, yeah.
4: If I'm gonna grind in a game, I'm gonna do it in World of Warcraft, not a shooter. It just, it's just how I feel on that one. But that's beside the point. But, um, uh, Corey, you may know this better than me, but I had read somewhere that uh, the Season Pass on Evolve, even if you bought that, there was still, like, $136 worth of DLC that you didn't get by buying the Season Pass.
0: Uh...
4: Or am I just going crazy, which is very
0: possible. It, it could be possible. Um... But, yeah, it, from, from what I'm reading, it's just the, the characters themselves. Okay. Might have But been you also them. you also get, like, skins for for everything. So I guess that's that could be where your... Okay. Because you get skins for all the the characters, or for the monsters.
4: Okay, that makes sense, then. They're running more like a... a I didn't actually read the article. I just read the the title. Um, yeah. Sounds more like they're running, like, a, a League of Legends... Um, Heroes of the Storm, Dota Two type thing where, yeah, you know you buy the characters and then you get the, these skins separately.
2: Yeah. Okay,
4: that that's not as bad as
1: well, what I had read. The main complaint I think about it is they didn't feel that the the, the base game was worth the sixty dollars. So it's like I, I, I agree with any? that
0: because all all it is once you play it like once you play through each like uh, game type. Like it, it gets extremely repetitive, especially if uh, like I, I like to do bots because I don't like playing PVP very much. But, uh, but like if you get if you get somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, they're either going to hold back their team, or if you get a monster that doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to end up just like you'll end up killing them in like five minutes. And it's it's not unless you get like a really good group of people all the way around, even the ones that you're going against. It does, it's not very fun.
4: Well, that, that's like any multiplayer game. If you don't have balanced, even teams, it's nowhere near as fun. I, I mean, yeah, sure, it's fun to slaughter the other team once in a while, but it, it, if that's all you ever do, it's no fun. You want people who beat you so that you can learn from it and people that challenge you so that you can have that oh-my-God moment of when you actually do beat them. And I think a lot of games are missing the just the matchmaking balance. Not even the balance within the game itself, but the matchmaking balance that we're used to on PC games. I, I still don't feel many console games have that right yet. Unless you're, like, top-tier, super-duper competitive, and then, you know, there's there's very few other people, so everybody's that good. Um, so, supposedly, the Roundtable of Doom is returning the Round Table of
0: Doom. Doom.
4: Doom. Yes, so um, I was never here for that, so I don't remember quite what that is, so I will let one of you two uh, start that off. Uh, go,
3: what, Steph, go. Wait, I don't have the script in front of me.
4: It says, The Round Table of Doom Returns. That's the next line that's on the it? script. Yes, that's uh... all it says. I mean, Uh, under it it says Nintendo Supply Restrictions, but I thought that was a separate topic. Maybe it's just... How
3: about this? How about... Here, I got it. So, we're bringing back the Round Table of Doom, just not right now.
0: Doom! (laughs) Doom. Next episode. Yes! Okay!
3: We're going to plant that seed now, so you can get excited, like, Oh my god, I love the Round Table of Doom, it was my favorite! Yeah, so get excited. Because
4: we totally want it to be better than, uh, What is it?
3: (laughs) We need... This is one of those can't function without Gerald things. We are we, just the sheep.
4: We can. What is this? We, we just not nearly so, as organized. So, for those of
3: you who ha- have joined us after a, after a moment... Maybe it's just to explain it. Maybe that's why it's on there. The Roundtable of Doom. It has been around since Game Sources beginnings, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm the most veteran member here right now. What? Not yeah. I'm okay by, like, a couple oh. weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, so without Gerald here, I am the most senior member of the GameStars app right now. That's terrifying. Um, and so the Table of Doom is a segment where um, normally <laughs> we would have a topic to talk about, and it's, it's kind of a point-counterpoint, but with multiple people, we go in a round-robin fashion, and it's basically just a big argument that Gerald tries to mediate. So... Um, if I you don't like a normal think,
4: podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the next topic is for the Round Table of okay. Doom. is
3: it for the Round Table of Doom? All right. Okay. Well, that what was a brief introduction topic. of what the Round Table of Doom is.
0: What do you go Sam oh. high five? Woo! Yeah.
3: All right, what's the topic? wasn't listening.
4: Uh, Nintendo's supply restrictions. Are they always leaving too much on the table? So, I'll let you start it Sam since you're the oldest person here.
3: Um, so... <laughs> oh my god, wait, where and did by my by old I meant the longest go. person here. Hang on, am I still... You're right away. So you're still here. No,
4: you're not, you're frozen. Nope, there she froze. And she's joining back.
3: Yeah, I got kicked. Two my computer of got her. so excited. Oh, there is two of me, that's weird. There is two of um, My computer got so excited. <laughs> it was like, Roger doom, and then it just kicked me out of Firefox. Um, yes. I don't know what that other means. Oh, nope, there it is.
4: There I it just is. kicked the other you out, and that was totally we... gratifying.
3: Oh well, I'm <laughs> glad. Oh. <laughs> that's why we have a reserve, Sam.
4: Exactly. Um, I would not
3: have a backup backup. <laughs> yeah, that that Sam was your backup, Sam. So that was your understudy, <laughs> just in case. It it it's a picture. Your understudy is a picture of me. So I really need you okay. to deliver. In
1: my like capabilities is just right there. You know, before it
3: was me, picture of me, you. But now you have surpassed picture. I've replaced of me. the picture.
1: Yeah, and the picture. picture You're moving up in the world. I, yeah, I know. Like yeah. you know, one of those things. where, are like, can you shop for Trader Joe's? Yes, I'm moving up in the world. Have I replaced <laughs> Sam's picture? Yes, I am moving and up in got the got world. And it got kicked.
3: There can only be two Sams. So the third Sam got kicked. But, um, yeah, so um, are they leaving too much on the table? I think the problem is there are not enough things on the table. Um, I understand that, you know, creating a demand, you know, creates news and creates more desire for things. But at the end of the day, if you're not giving stores things to sell, you're not making any money. So that's something that has never made any sense to me. It's like, oh yeah, when like the Wii came out, the Wii Fit came out, I worked at Best Buy at the time, and every Sunday, people come in, do you have them, do you have them? And it's like, no. And people are like, they get mad at us, like, oh, why don't you have them? It's like, not my fault. And I don't understand. It's like, Nintendo, you could be making this money, but you're not, because you're not giving the stores. Like, I've been on the retail side of it, and it's just like... I, I have never understood it. If someone can explain why that is a good idea, please do it right now.
4: At the beginning of the system, like the first couple of weeks at most, if the news picks up on, you know, the Wii shortage, which the, new, the, the real ABC, CBS, Fox, okay, Fox isn't news, but... You know, the the real news channels, if they're picking up and running the stories that there's shortages out there and that it's going to be the big Christmas gift, hard to find, that's, you know, through like December 14th, you know, if you're leading up to it, that is great for a company to hear, you know, it's on every news channel that's more free marketing than they could ever afford. And then, to if they could flood the market on like the 14th, you know, 10 days before um, the Christmas, that would be great for a company. The problem is that most companies don't manufacture that shortage on purpose; it's accidental. And we're sitting here in February, and there are still shortages of many of those things. Um, and, and Nintendo's always been notorious for for having shortages on systems and big launch titles when they come out. Um, But the other side to that is, you know, I mean, you've worked retail. I, I think most of you guys have. If a game comes out and your store gets 50 copies of it, and you only... I'm guessing that's Gerald joining. Yes, it is. one of his daughter's pockets. <laughs> <laughs> <Help,
3: laughs> so
4: but, I mean, if, if you order 50 copies of the, the game for your store, and you actually get 50, and you only sell 10 of them, you know, you're sitting there with 40 copies on your shelf trying to sell it. Now, Nintendo has, you know, we'll say eight major companies that they send to each of those with somewhere between 1,000 and 3,000 stores. If every store has 10 copies that they don't sell after two months, that's wasted money that Nintendo's left on the table, so...
0: Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. When When they send the product to the stores, the stores already purchased it from Nintendo. So what ends up happening is that that Nintendo already makes their money regardless of whether it's been purchased by a customer or it's been stolen or it sits on the shelf. Nintendo makes the same amount of money.
2: Now, sometimes there's a situation where you have a buyback, where the the company, Nintendo, will buy it back from a retailer. If it doesn't sell in a set amount of time, or if Nintendo cuts the price,
4: they will give the retailer that amount of money to make up the difference... um, which is why you very rarely see, you know, price cuts on Nintendo games until they're years and years old. But, you know, there there are definitely ways that retailers are not going to get screwed in that by letting them sit on the shelves. a lot of the risk is still taken by the manufacturer no matter what the item is, especially in, like, a Target, Best Buy, uh, Walmart. I don't know if GameStop gets that great of a deal, but they probably do. Um
3: Gerald, quick, what kind of day is it?
2: It is a sick day for me. No, well, what
3: day is it in general?
2: Um I'm at a loss. You for say one, it. Two, The one some,
3: thing I need you to say. Is it
2: some place in paradise?
3: Yeah, it's another Oh,
2: it's a uh, it's a almost beautiful day in paradise. It was snowing in parts here earlier, so yes, it that's was. Cool. Yes, yeah, so our beautiful days came last week, so that's why I think I forgot. Uh, our days are day still
3: so, so pretty good.
4: <laughs> Quit faking, Gerald. Um but I I, I mean I do think that Nintendo underestimated the demand. I think they did want some shortages. I don't think they wanted this much shortage, uh, you know, because if they could sell, I mean, what they say, 5.7 million Amiibos, I think? You know, if they could bump that number to 6 or 7 million and still have the shortages that they have, I guess 6 isn't really that big. But, I mean, if they could have bumped it to, like, 7 million and still had a ton of shortages on maybe only 5 or 6 characters instead of 15 characters, I think Nintendo would have been much happier and be probably exactly where they wanted to be. Um, I don't think they expected people to be scalping them the way that they do, because, you know, every morning... um, there are people that come in and check and they're like no, scan the back, I want to make sure you guys aren't hiding them in the back so that you buy them afterwards and I want to see the screen that says zero Um, because they know, you know, the scalpers know how to come in and you know, get what they want and be done and it's really annoying that they exist um, but I think that's probably eighty percent of Nintendo's problem right now is that the scalpers caught wind of it very early on before they even came out, and so they they're the people hitting the stores up. It's not really gamers that are out there doing it, or even collectors, but it's it's the scalpers who are flipping them all on eBay that that's causing the biggest shortages.
0: Well, at the same time, it's it's not just that because, like, I, I personally work in in retail and I'm actually like one of the managers over especially over the gaming department. And what I see is that, like when before stuff hits the shelves, I, I personally look at like pre-orders as well as how many I'm getting in. And in all honesty, I'm very rarely getting enough just to meet all my pre-orders. If I get enough it's barely just to meet dead on with my pre-orders to where I don't even have any to sell. So it's 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 more than just like people just coming in just to purchase a whole bunch of them. It's it's all of my pre only have one per, and like some even some of them have been getting canceled from our .com website before they even come to the the stores like months before it even ships out. So it's yeah. it's definitely it's definitely they're not being manufactured enough to be able to supply the demand that's...
1: Am, am I the only one who read that they're in a labor strike and 70% of their supplies Not. are in those...
0: No, no, that was one of my
4: well. points. I just wanted to bring that one up last. But
1: okay. that was a great time. I didn't know, Sam. I was yeah. like, I don't think it's a supply problem. I think it's their strike problem and the fact that they have manufactured enough. It's just suck at the port.
4: Well, I, I don't. I don't see that because I think all of the... The uh, the the Majora's Mask 3D XL limited edition systems, I think all of them that Nintendo made have been pretty much sold. I don't think they're sitting on a boat out in the San Diego harbor, because there's like, last I heard there were ten boats waiting to be unloaded, and that the docks themselves are piled so high that you know it it looks like just Container City out there, with with skyscrapers made out of containers. But I don't think that on the, the limited edition Zelda system that there are any more sitting on a dock anywhere. I, I think what I people do. have seen are completely there. But I think there are definitely some amiibos there, but is it going to be... Do I believe no. there's Marth or Rosalina
1: or Mega Man? I think Mega there Man? is, because from what I read, is that according to... Um, oh, I can never say their name. K O P Yes, thank you. go. Um, it was from them or from like a, a article I found based on them, like from Nintendo. I can't remember. I'm sorry, but um, their, uh, they were saying that, that they were they could get over the lighter objects such as like just like the game cartridges, the and such, but they could not get the heavier objects such as the Majora's Mask 3D XL. They were not being shipped. So I, think I did read the, the same
4: thing, that, that the games were being shifted and that the heavier things like systems and Amiibos...
1: Yeah. So I think I th- they
4: said systems and action figures on the one I read, but to me that means Amiibos, because that's the only one Nintendo personally makes. Um, you know, it, the games are getting here, except that, oh yeah, most places, at least in Vegas, are sold out of Majora's Mask and Monster Hunter 4, both of which Nintendo I- is doing.
1: Yeah, but, but the strike is based on the West Coast ports. We don't know if the games in Las Vegas are getting are having them shipped. Well, they the said they Atlantic were being side. flown in
4: the games because it, it's flown in, enough I for the know. game. Um,
1: All I know. But is yeah,
4: it could be it could be the port. I just don't think that the port is the only reason. I do think Nintendo is purposely doing some of it. Um, they've always done that. I mean, if you've ever seen an interview. With some of the higher ups, and somebody asks them, um, you know, what do you think of, of the lack of supply of the Wii or this specific game, or even dating back to the GameCube and um, the Game Boy Advance, the original D-, D, yeah, the original DS. You know, there's always a a grin on their face when they say, yeah, we know there's a shortage. You know, it's I don't think Nintendo is as phased by it as we all think they should be. Um, I do think they are definitely missing out on some sales, uh, but they're still getting the sale. It's just that the middleman is now making money. That To me, that means Nintendo could raise their prices more than making more at this point.
2: I disagree. Time. I disagree because I think, uh, you know, if, even long this time This is my podcast. Of... You get out. Well, I'm gonna cough my way through it here, but uh, I have cough
1: drops. I can just like. like you, you and
2: Aaron, you and Aaron were sick last week. Now it's my turn. <laughs> I got my OJ here. Um, I just think with um, you, I'll, I'll give Jeremiah uh, super boring an example on how frustrated he is as a consumer. He is a longtime hardcore Nintendo fan. He won't tell you. Maybe he will. I don't know. Just knowing him personally for so many years now, he, he adores the Nintendo product and is a very big fan of what, they, what they're what they about. And to get him into an uproar in regards to this Majora Mass 3DS and not being able to find it anywhere, that just t- is to me a small sample size of what I've seen and read and heard around the country in regards to the availability of these products. It's something Nintendo has done time and time and time again. And at some point, Nintendo fans, even long-time Nintendo fans, are going to say they've had enough. And they're not going to buy Nintendo products. And, you know, I understand they're, of the big three, they are, as far as they have the least amount of resources when it comes to maybe shipping, manufacturing, things of that nature. But at some point in time over the past 25-plus years, they have needed to address the problem. Um, Artificial shortages things of that nature that they've created over the years that might not work in 2015 and they may need to address other ways of trying to get products to their consum- consumers otherwise you see the problems with the Wii U okay they're not even a 10 million sold and that's an issue they had a year head start so and that has an, an that's the only thing really that Nintendo has produced that has had an availability bar none and it, you just with the problems that they're, they're going through right now, as far as the amiibos, certain amiibos. But uh, that it, almost you,
4: makes the point for me. You could pick up a Wii U at launch. There was no news coverage of it because there were no shortages,
2: you know. And, and they but there, was also, n- there was also there also not that much interest. Should that should that should have been the news. Uh, that should be the news item that there was not as much interest in it because of the soft launch. And, and obviously you can see by the numbers that they're they're basically a year head start but yet they're half of what PlayStation 4 is and what 20 30 percent behind what Xbox one is doing and that that's that to me that, that it, they send mixed messages about their availability what they have that people want they're not able to get to consumers whether it's a planned or not planned thing that's that's a problem that they need to address and they need to address it quickly because you know, right around the corner Holiday is going to hit, and if they're not prepared for it with more Amiibos, uh, Zelda Wii U is going to be available, you know, all all those things. Hopefully. uh, You know, whatever Nintendo 3DS XL, new I'm sorry, new Nintendo 3DS XL (laughs) is available. Uh, Well, see, I don't think that
4: that one's nearly as bad. bad. We've been restocked on that twice already. On the... the (laughs) The red and black system, we've been restocked twice on that already. You know, the the l- Zelda system, they originally said it's going to be a very limited edition system, so I think they did exactly what they wanted with that. Yes, they could have sold more, but I don't think they wanted everyone to have the limited edition system. It makes it no, it's no longer as limited as, as intended. But yes, there are people who are going to be upset with that, but every target in the country got multiple systems. If you really wanted one, you could have taken the day off and camped out for it. You knew that months ago that you would be able to do that on that day.
2: Well, and, there and were so, people. I do know people that sat for nine oh, hours so do I. waiting for
4: Yeah, I got in line at 1.30 in the morning to get mine because I wanted it. And Target sent out an email a while before... It never said Majora's mask or, or anything like that, but it was just a general reminder that said, you know, target employees are not allowed to hold back street dated material. They have to either wait in line outside like everybody else or buy it on their break or lunch at least eight thirty or later if you were working. You but I just so that, that, take your break at eight, grab it before the people walk
2: back. But I, I just want to hear Sam Sam, and Corey as well on on what I originally – no, not, not Aaron. I didn't mean Aaron. Aaron, I didn't mean like that. I just I want to hear what they have to say as far as – because obviously you're saying that you don't mind them leaving money on the table, and that's why I brought that question I up. I think I, – I do think they are leaving too much money on the table. Okay. They're good
4: I will point definitely say that. I think their their target is probably being at about ninety percent of where they want to be, so that there is a, a month, two weeks of, oh my god, the world is ending! I can't find this. Um, you know, if, if the amiibos had come out like that, uh, you know, oh my god, I can't find them, and then everybody searches really hard for two weeks to a month, and then Nintendo gets them back in stock to places. I think that would have been fine. Um, and I think that would have been the better plan than to, you know, have more than enough out there so that people didn't, you know, they'd still be sitting on the shelves if they had put too many out. But I I, I do feel Nintendo wanted to have some sort of news cycle of are there shortages of this and drive the secondary market up. Yes, they don't get anything from it, but they do get the word-of-mouth marketing, Um, I I think they're just shoving too many Amiibo waves out at a time to do it. I think instead of having one wave a month, which we've basically done so far, they should have a wave every other month so that we have a second shipment of each wave. Um, Instead of basically most stores, you get one shipment of Amiibos and that's it. There is no
2: replenishment. I'm just going to say this. This is a company that for two straight years was having horrendous losses. And we were seriously talking about... The, the, the dire future for Nintendo. They made a small they have so much profit. cash on reserves they weren't too worried. They made a small profit in 2014. That's 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 be reminded of that. If they want to continue making a larger profit, they need to have the products people want on the shelves. And if you're not if they're not gonna do it, you know what? They're gonna turn to other places. It's 2015. People have cash to burn and people who have Hash to Bird have other ways of spending their money, whether it's on other electronics, other products, other game systems, what have you. Corey knows this. You know this. Sam knows this. Both Sams know this. When you you know, if if you're not going to get what you want at first, there's there's obviously something else that you probably want and need, and you'll just go and get that instead. To, to, yes,
4: to some extent. Um, But, I mean, if you are someone who truly wants this and is one of those people who is really pissed that you are not able to get this, you are going to get it one way or another. Um, I I do think Nintendo is taking too long to get that replenishment of the Amiibos out because they've promised it to us. I mean, I, I knew early December that they were doing a second run of Mars. They still haven't got it to us that it's February, you know. Two months later and they still haven't actually done it. Um, I, I, I feel they are leaving money on the table, but I think some of it is more an investment on the table so that there's more
0: money. If
4: they're leaving too much right now and the return on it is too small. I think they need to be, you know, instead of putting 60% uh, of the demand out there they need to be at more 85 90 percent so that there is some but not a, a complete um, end to it i get so that there is an end for the average consumer to, to go and be able to see it on the shelf instead of you know calling the store every day which anybody who's worked retail hates when people call you every day looking for the exact same item and I, I, I do think Nintendo is screwing, especially retail employees, but leaving too much on the table more than they anticipated. I, but I do think the plan was to leave some there, I guess. And I'm going to shut up because I'm rambling. I think
3: that's about oh. the end of our list, right?
4: We can make up stuff. Like, well, uh, why is Gerald's blanket pink? That would be an awesome topic. Because he's the, got two daughters? Uh, that's correct. Yes, but he's almost done. I went to see the whole thing. He needs to show the whole blanket, not just a corner of it while he's wrapped up. My Little Ponies. Oh. Okay, that's what we needed to know. <laughs> In honor
2: of uh, Michael Speakman. There you go. Yes. It's that warm. is
4: not his daughters. Just for anybody listening, <laughs> do not leave it when he says that's his daughter's blanket. Well, I'll throw this he out. made uh, us get him for that at one of the conventions. It was for him.
2: Well, I'll throw this one out there. Uh, you know, I know, Sam, thank you, first off, Sam, for doing a tremendous job on the 18, uh, Order 1886
3: review. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> to me. I'm, like, all excited to, like, not like... like... But, uh,
2: thank uh, you. Uh, thank you nice for defending
3: you. Well,
2: hold oh, on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold I, on. I, my score would have been, you know, it was... Been right in that ballpark. It has its issues, but uh, I won't digress. I actually wrote a piece on it myself just before it came out because I, I was privy to the entire game. And, uh, yeah, well, that's that's not... That being said, the game has actually done pretty good. It's actually number one in the U.K. right now. I know it's sold okay here in the U.S. Um, my question is with the Xbox One. Um, it was brought up today that that there might be uh, an exclusivity problem with, with games that are not really... Um, coming out from a first-party nature that are of a high quality. Had lots of issues. Uh, first off, the Master Chief Collection, obviously Drive Club, now the Order 1886, depending on who you sp- who you speak to. If you look at Metacritic, the, the scores are all over the place. Whoever gave it a 9.5 and whoever gave it a 2 needs to just not be in the business anymore, but that's my opinion. It, um, You know, there there's so many... Uh, different, you know, first-party games that have not done very well uh, yet, as opposed to Activision, which seems to churn out, you know, solid hit after solid hit. 2K, same thing. You know, I want to get uh, get your guys' opinion on on what do you think that Microsoft and Sony need to do to actually make better quality games from a first-party standpoint? Uh, Corey, Sam, or Sam? I would
0: say that as far as as far as putting out better games, um, in all honesty, I would I would rather see not so much on the focus of first party, rather than just support the third parties with a better with a better system and a better uh, operating system for the games to go on, versus actually focusing and putting attention more towards. First-party games, because from like you just said, Gerald, the, the quality of games that have been coming out from first parties have been, um, for lack of a better word, terrible. Um, it would be it would be best to to just focus. Like I know I know one of the big things that, that both companies are focusing on this for this generation is is uh, indie games, and I personally love indie games, and I really want some more indie games for my system. Keep it going.
2: <laughs> well, I know that uh, PS4. I know that that was their initial initiative. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad two words put together right there um, to focus on a lot, bringing a lot of indies to their system. And I know that with Microsoft's initial policy was, you know, that you had to put. Po- you had to not be able to put it simultaneously and release it simultaneously on the Microsoft, on the PlayStation 4. I know that that uh, kind of uh, detracted from a lot of good indie games being on that system first. Although uh, Microsoft seems to have relented a little bit in that uh, in a favorable direction, so hopefully well, didn't you guys. they
4: say up. it's going to be on a case by case basis now? Which means, yeah, if the game has sold a billion copies on PlayStation, yeah, we'll let you put it on here. But if you only sold, like, 20,000 copies, we don't want to see it on our system unless you put it on at the exact same time. Now, we don't want to give you the time to release it on that system, make some money, invest that money into the game on my system. No, I've got to have it up front where it could be buggy. Sorry. Sorry.
2: Uh, Sam? Sam, what do you think? Uh, do you think the Xbox One is going in a direction, or, or PlayStation 4 going in a direction where they, they will be able to create a better experience from a first-party standpoint? I know that that, that the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was a great gift, but that's kind of like, that's not a first-party, that's kind of like a second-party type, type deal going on there. Um, but, you know, th- there's been a lot of first-party releases that have left a lot to be desired. Um, let's go... I guess Sam Peremba, as far as what are your thoughts on, on how t- you know what these uh, first parties can do to actually make you'd be more like Nintendo, which uh, seems to bring out quality releases time and time again.
3: Um, I definitely agree with Corey in the sense of you know if you're gonna make a first party ex- or just an exclusive game to to uh to a console, like why not just kind of go all out? Like you have. You like a lot of times what causes problems is the differences between the systems. So if you really focus on oh this is what the console excels at, go with it. Like go big or go home. If you're gonna make an Xbox exclusive, make it work best for that system.
2: This is why we get along. There you go. There you go. Miss Romano, what would you uh, like to say about that?
1: Um, Well, you know, looking at the how it's doing, I think the PS4 is three to one on sales, with the, with the Xbox. And, Get out! Um, and we're um, not going to be sorry. Now. I'm just, I'm just,
3: I like it, hey, Cory. Let's go back to our Xbox Club. Let's go start like Xbox, Xbox party. And
1: Sam's not invited. In. I wasn't even allowed to have a PlayStation. I think it's
2: uh, I think it's according to VG Charts, it's uh, 19 million to 11 to 9
1: opinion is I'm not I'm not saying that the Xbox isn't a good system I think it's I you know there are things about it that like my boyfriend has that I'm like sitting there like that's really cool like I really like what the layout what they did um, I just feel like with Microsoft it's kind of a little bit on their back burner as far as games because you know they're doing the whole uh, what is it the Windows 10 to Xbox? I feel you, like they're kind of working more on some refining and maybe adding some more features to the consoles to make it more distinct,
2: distinct do you that, from do you the think
1: that
2: I'm sorry, I wanted to ask you, do you think that they're still, at this point in time, still not entirely over that uh, debut uh, that they botched? And anybody who tells me they didn't, they... Sorry, they did as far as, you know, with the connect and, and heavy emphasis on that and whatnot?
1: I, you know I, Things happen. Like, it's a business cycle. Your, things are going to go great. Things are going to go terribly. It's, what, it's how you move forward. And I think that... They, they have the resources to put in a really good game. They have the resources to improve the Xbox. And if unless they keep going the way they are, I think that they could make a real difference and up their sales. As for Sony, I mean, obviously their sales are doing great, but, you know, you got to keep thinking. you got to keep moving forward, like I said. And I do really like the idea of opening up more to the indie channels, you know, allowing these, like, third-party publishers uh, game developers, you know, a little bit of the spotlight. Like, I still play Citizens of Earth. It, I think it's a great game. and yes, it is. I, I, it's adorable. And it's just like, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I don't care if you have an Xbox or a PS4. You should just play this game. And as for the individual consoles, I completely agree with Sam is focus on their strengths. And I think that's how they will progress. Uh,
4: I think right now all the systems, well the two major systems have an issue with no great games. There is no game that I feel is going to be on a top ten list of this generation on either of those systems. But on the other hand, if we went and said, you know, the only thing that really matters is great games then Nintendo should be winning because Smash and Mario Kart are great games. They will probably both be on the top ten list of this generation, and nobody is still playing them. So I, I think no one has been able to find the balance this generation of making a game that has mass appeal and delivering on all the promises of that game. I mean, the order was especially short, um, which upset a lot of people... Uh, Drive Club and Halo both had huge, huge online issues. Destiny had issues at the start. Titanfall basically went from game of the century to a joke overnight at the launch of it. Um, I I think I read the same article Gerald did where it said the two best exclusive games on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One was Second Sun for PlayStation 4. And... um, Oh, God, what was that game with the the mutants that... Or they turned into mutants when they drank the the energy drink? Sunset Overdrive, yeah, sorry. But that those were the two best titles, exclusive titles on the system. And when those are the two best titles on the system, and they're, they're better than average, don't get me wrong, but I think by the end of the generation, they'll only feel average, you know? But, and Sunset Overdrive
0: was really, really good. I
1: still want to play it. i,
0: really play. Like, I go over your house, Sam. It was yeah. so good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But, I
4: mean, is it going to be the type of game that every time DLC comes out, you're going to immediately buy the DLC? You're going to hold on to your disc and not trade it in. You know, I, I don't think it's quite that good. That, you know, if they come out with a D- DLC for it in a year and a half, people are still going to be going crazy for it. The way that, I mean, if they made a Call of Duty Black Ops 2 DLC pack right now, people would go out and buy it like crazy. Even though it's multiple years old. I, I just feel that there's no game that has, has legs, I guess. You know, the lasting power to, to drive a holiday and then drive... You know, through through to the next holiday, there, there's been nothing on either of the systems that has had that type of appeal.
2: Well, hopefully, uh, from bugs. a first first party sta- standpoint, maybe Bloodborne could be that title. Um, it's too niche. Too many people are going to be scared off from the difficulty of it. Possibly, possibly. It's just, but it, like I said, it's just something that PlayStation Four is. It's another exclusive in their hat. Um, Xbox One has a lot of great. Um, Smaller titles, Ori and the Blind Forest, uh, Screamride—they're both both coming out next month, uh, which definitely show a lot of promise as well. I mean, there are some some glimmers of hope uh, up until the fall season for both, but uh, at this point in time, it, it's just it's just a weird marketplace I think what we're in because all this this like you said, Aaron, uh, and I give you give props to you. I mean, th- there's just not one particular game that's held on to consumer interest. Sunset Overdrive is a very good game. Very, very good game. And and Sam Romano, if you ever get a chance to go over, kick down Sam Sam Parimba's door and you play that game.
1: I need to, I know. Yeah, let's you, give we, you a key. we'll trade. We'll just trade. You can play the order oh, yes. for a little bit. I'll go play <laughs> Sunset. It'll be fun.
2: But that's that's why Xbox had the confidence in uh, attaching that and bundling that. Now mind you they Bundled the 2SS and games, you games know, also as well, but that's beside the point. But they obviously had a confidence in bundling that white Xbox with it. I don't know how it did sales-wise outside of it, and that's something I would like to talk to Corey about. Did it sell strongly outside of the bundle?
0: The Sunset Overdrive? Yeah. Yeah, it sold really, really well. I, it was a, a strategy with my team to make sure that we talk about it, with it being the big exclusive that had come out, so... We sold it quite a
2: bit. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, like I said that's that's one thing you worry about because sometimes the numbers get inflated when it just comes in a bundle yeah. um, and whatnot. So, well,
0: even even the bundle, the bundle was hard as hell to keep in the store. Like we okay. we had a, well, we put it on the shelf and someone grabbed it and buy it. Put another one on the shelf, it'd be gone. Like it, would, it, they were really hard to keep in stock. So,
2: I just think uh, that that both Microsoft and Sony need to evaluate. Uh, how they're doing as far as their first, from a first-party standpoint, and, and they knew the, or- they, they, the order 1886 was already delayed, I believe, from a holiday release. Yeah. So they could have they could have actually just related you know, delayed it even more. And I wanted to say something I'm something I mentioned in my article um, on my Yes Elvis Slips page that I, I wanted to run by you, Sam Sam Romano. What would you think if would you have been more pleased if you were able to Play the story as a new game plus with the other, from the standpoint of the other three characters, and see it from their vantage point. It would have lengthened the game, um, but you know, I, I think for me, the story was the, was the most attractive part of the actual, of the Order eighteen eighty six. Yeah, itself.
1: yeah. Um, that's an interesting point. Kind of reminds me of this old Sonic game where you could play as uh some of the other characters and see there. You could either be good or evil and play a Shadow of Sonic.
2: Sorry, play as yeah, we we'll play as, as Lady some, of
1: Greenberg. Yeah, yeah. I see uh, the Percival or, um, uh, the yeah, yes. that would that would be actually really interesting because they do split up. So you would, I mean, they do come back together quite often. But it's like, yeah, that would give some different. They would see some different things. I um I would see that more as like a DLC. Mm. Um, maybe or if anything. They would have to add more content to the other characters for it to be included in the full
2: game, I think. But they could
1: make it a DLC, I think. I think that would be feasible.
2: Well, I hope they do, because like I said, to me, the story and Sir Galahad were, were well-constructed, but after that, there's, there's a lot of things that, that make it fall apart. And I just yeah. hope that with the way it's selling now, you know, bad word of mouth besides, um, it's still selling strong enough so that it might elicit a sequel. So let's hope I so. That, yeah,
1: I... yeah. I think they have a strong enough story, I believe, to do a sequel, and I hope that they take the constructive criticism well in the fact about the quick time events and hopefully the second game will be great.
4: My only question on Gerald's wanting <laughs> the other characters to be playable And I agree with Sam that DLC is the right way to do that. But if they did it out of the box and had each of the other characters go off and do their own thing, is that going to take away from the main game? Like, I don't know how many levels there are, but say there's five levels in the game and they all split away and they each have their own separate level, you know, is that going to make the main game two (laughs) levels now? you know, so that you're really not getting more content, you're just getting
2: different types of content, you know? But the, um, but the idea behind it, and I'm sorry, spoilers, um, <laughs> that uh, it's, it's regarding a conspiracy, um, and and that's one of the main points surrounding the Order 1886 itself, and yes. to see that vantage point from Sir Percival, uh, that would have been outstanding. To see yeah. Lady Grains, her story, as far as evolving from um How should I say, um, someone that she's known for a long time, uh, when revelations come about, uh, that that uh, would have been fascinating. And with Lafayette, you know that he's just to see it from the fact that, that he wasn't um, a niche in any order and to see how he grows into that that uh, that responsibility would have been would have been they're, they're all fascinating characters. They're all fleshed out. That's the only one of the few good, really, really well-done aspects of The Order 1886 was that these characters were fleshed out, they're interesting, and the story to me was interesting. And uh, something that, well, they, they left it open for a sequel very plainly, and then hopefully, or DLC like you said, Sam, and hopefully they will be able to do that in the future.
4: But, I mean, the game has already been delayed quite a few times to get to where we are clearly they didn't have enough time to put anything else in to include any sort of <coughs> semblance of gameplay. um you, you know to to have those alternate storylines they're gonna have to lose something else
1: if I'll they put i'll lose that i'll lose some of the, no yeah no you could definitely make more objectives um with the other characters there are definitely times in which oh puffy Sorry, there are definitely times in which, you know, Galahad's like, yeah, you know, uh, Lafayette go this way, Ingrain go this way, and if I was playing as Ingrain, okay, this is what I need to do in order to meet up with Galahad and secure whatever. Like, there's definitely enough you could do for it, and it wouldn't take away from the main story.
4: Okay, yeah, I mean, I have not played the game, but I I, I mean, I can imagine, you know, other games where where they did that... um, you know, uh, and sometimes they split up and are completely different places, which means they'd have to make new worlds or new levels, I should say, completely from scratch. Um, but what, from what you guys are saying, it sounds more like they just have to make each of the levels bigger really more than anything. So I, I guess my fear of having to lose content to make content, you know, wouldn't be as bad. So, Well,
2: I, uh think that uh, does it I live through this podcast so uh, like a tenth of it you slacker well thank you I'm breathing my sick germs on you so any last thoughts of what you guys are, are working on uh, Sam uh, Sam Corey uh, Aaron what what you guys are working on uh, for for upcoming things for the site I know Majora's uh, mask there you go Majora's mask indeed. Uh, Sam?
1: I'm going to finish up the order, and I'm playing Majora's Mask as well, but i um, let Sam take that one, because I know that she have Zelda. Um, otherwise, no, I'm not at the moment just finishing up games, quite frankly.
2: Oh, no worries. Will there be another King of the Valkyrie podcast, maybe?
1: Uh, you're going to have to take that up with
3: the king half. Because I work during the day, and he works at night.
2: Awesome. Well, you can have a special guest right there.
3: Yeah, just have them were, come to my office. She can be the backup
2: Sam and the backup king. Well, you had talked to me before about doing uh, uh, something else, a special project of your own.
3: Sam but, and Sam maybe. Power Hour. Very good. <laughs>
2: By all means, I know we're it's a yeah, big hit. Uh, and Mr. C&C himself, I know you... uh you know both C's? I hear oh, you're the second bonuses? C. No, I hear he's. No, no.
3: Apparently, he's both C's
2: now. I
0: am both C's now. I have become one C. <laughs> I
2: heard a rumor that you guys are still headed to E3. Is that correct?
0: Um, He is. I am still up in the air. Because uh, family things are coming up in May, so I have to fly somewhere else. And so I might not be able to be able to fund my way into Cali.
2: Oh, no worries, but that, dear God help us all, we're setting Chris loose upon the world at the Los, at the Los Angeles Convention no Center. No chaperone. There you go. It's all your fault, Corey.
0: It is. I'm usually the, the voice of sanity there, and I keep everybody calm. And
3: Yeah, that's those are the words I would use.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What are you insinuating,
2: I'll line up. I'll line up a whole bunch of appointments for him so that he'll uh, he'll stay on track. Maybe. <laughs> oh, i, I I'm sure. Don't he, give the appointments to Nick. That's all I'm saying. Just don't do it. No, Nick he is uh, Nick really is unfortunately not going as well. This year. He did. Uh, not
0: I I must say, he actually kept me and Chris in line. Me and Chris were all over the place, and he's like, "All right, guys, we have a place to go, people to talk to," and. Me and Chris didn't want to go, but we were like, okay.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you still missed the important one, which we won't mention any names, but, uh, yeah. Did we? Did we yeah. miss one? Yeah. Who did we miss? Kemco. Which
2: I'm important. the only
4: person in the world who cares about it because I get a free game from them every month, but,
2: you know. Well, we get lots of free games, and if you're interested, by the way, as anybody out there, if you're interested in free games to review... Uh, we we get a ton that we just cannot all take up as a staff. So if you're ever interested, uh, just send us a line, info at yourgamesource.com. Uh, become one of our staff. We've got great people here already, and we're looking always to add more. Uh, we've That's got really a great experience, yeah. yes, and we're just uh, looking forward to doing a lot more. So, I, mean, Aaron, I met I'll... somebody in uh,
4: Heroes of the Storm. They wanted to do it. We got them the game. We just sent the review in... Uh today so hopefully in the next couple of days we get it through editing and it'll be posted
2: and
4: you know it's just like that and you can be a staffer making fun of me
2: and Gerald and Nick there you go Um, so any uh, last words before we head on out there send us us home Mr. Host oh yeah uh, number one did you say this was number 117
4: Yes, I did, and we were like, "Oh God, I hope it's 117 because if not, we're totally screwed." It's what all the marketing says. <laughs> um, yes, this is podcast 117 with your Game Source, and you can find us at uh, yourgamesource.com, Game Source on Facebook, Game Source on Twitter, all that fun stuff. You can watch us stream on our Twitch channel of your game or of Game Source, and uh, you you can catch lots of. Podcasts and other things on our YouTube channel. Um, oh, and thank you, thank you that to that everybody, and
2: well. thank you for thank you for the that over one thousand followers we now have on Twitter. Thank you so much.
4: Yes, definitely. Um, this is Aaron OSU Water Polo, and I'm here with people. Go for it. Introduce yourself again.
0: My name is Corey. I am both C and C of oh, C and C. Mother podcast
3: <laughs> I'm Sam the 7th Valkyrie and currently Sam 1 presently cuz I got here first.
1: That's no, you
4: didn't she you left and came back so you're no. now Sam
3: 3. Oh, yeah. did I get Now Sam get 3. Divided? Sam yes.
1: was up you're Sam there. Sam
4: 3.
1: Sam Sam yeah. and picture of Sam. Yeah, yeah. I'm Sam 2 and I am King's Face Cowboy Princess. And yeah. Backup for Sam one, but above
3: picture of Sam.
1: It's nice to know Sam's known, love.
4: And then that mm-hmm. other guy is Gerald. Yes, Elvis lives and better that's a known as.
2: Better known as, and it's a beautiful day in paradise when I feel better. So, thank you everybody for listening. It's a beautiful and day watching. in paradise,
4: getting to see him in a My Little Pony blanket.
2: There you go. Although if they're listening, that's to worth MP3, him being sick. Thank you for yeah. describing it. For the people who's listening in on this on the MP3, awesome man. Yes, if you
4: are listening in, you need to click to um, over to YouTube and just watch the last four minutes so that you can see his awesome blanket. Show it to us again. Yes, yes, awesome blanket. My house Follow. is
2: ruled by my daughters. That's what he As
4: wants me to believe. Be. It's really his stuff, and they're not allowed to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is yourgamesource.com. Thank you for being here with us.
2: Do you love games,
1: breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up
4: at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content, all here at yourgamesource.com.